Welcome to the Holistic Anxiety Fix Podcast, where we explore the many different root causes of anxiety so you can learn how to heal naturally and reclaim your love for life. Hello, and welcome to this podcast episode where we're going to look at one of the main ways I'm able to get success with my clients in healing anxiety through the holistic anxiety fix. Now, before we dive into what the holistic anxiety fix is, it's important that we talk about what traditionally is offered for anxiety and why you might need something a little bit different. Now, most women, when they think about healing anxiety, the first thing they do is they go to their doctor. Conventional medicine tends to offer a very specific allopathic approach to healing, which if they've ruled out physiological disease like heart issues or blood pressure issues, then they're going to look specifically at medication for anxiety. For a lot of women, this isn't enough. Either the medication doesn't work, the medication has side effects to it, or they simply understand that the medication itself is not getting to the root cause of anxiety and it's ignoring the messages that the body is giving. The next common response to healing anxiety is to go see a therapist. And given I'm a therapist myself and have interviewed quite a few therapists on the Holistic Anxiety Fix podcast, it's obvious that I am pro-therapy. However, there are some missing links that therapy itself won't address. And this is why when you're looking at healing anxiety at a root cause level, it is very important that you look both at mind and body perspectives. Because of my many years as a therapist, because of my training as a yoga teacher, because of my functional medicine practitioner training, and because of all of those years of my own personal struggle, I was able to put together a program that really holistically addresses anxiety and explores root causes that likely are not even on your radar. It really addresses the challenges that women with anxiety experience, like how do you truly heal anxiety so it won't bounce back moments or hours after a yoga class or meditation? How do you stop your thoughts from looping? How do you get your body to react to a typical level of stress, like say out of five out of 10, instead of constantly going to an extreme anxiety response over the littlest of triggers? How do you build back trust with your body so that little symptoms don't send you into a complete tailspin and you're dying, thinking that you're dying of a crazy disease? How do you stop the panic attacks? How do you calm your anxiety without having to rely on medication for the rest of your life or becoming a monk and meditating for four hours every day? These are some of the many reasons why I put together the Holistic Anxiety Fix. My job is to be your cheerleader. My job is to be your guide on this journey. My job is to show you how to heal anxiety so you don't have to spend hours on Google looking for solutions, spinning around directionless, or asking your loved ones for reassurance. Because you likely don't have the right direction in your world, especially if you're listening to this podcast. 
So let's talk about the foundational pieces of healing anxiety that are instrumental for you to look at as you journey into the mind-body way of healing. The first thing we want to start with is resetting your mindset. Now, a lot of women that come into my program wrongfully think that they have this section under control. Perhaps they've seen a therapist or maybe they've meditated. But what a lot of women really don't put a lot of emphasis on is the importance of having your mindset in a good place so that you can move through deeper levels of healing. And that is exactly why we start here. In Mindset Reset, we're looking at more of the tangible therapeutic approaches to healing anxiety, like mindfulness, breath work, and cognitive behavior therapy. If CBT or cognitive behavior therapy is new to you, know that it is a very well-researched approach to healing anxiety, and research essentially says that it's as effective as medication. This is why I'm including it in my program with people. And even people who have done this with their therapist find that the approach in the program is slightly different because they're learning how to do it themselves. Now, the big missing link for 99% of the women that I work with in this phase is actually the limbic system. Now, the limbic system is the part of the brain that subconsciously scans the environment around you and decides whether it's safe or not safe. If it deems that the environment is unsafe, then it triggers your body to go into fight or flight. Now, this is independent of what you consciously know. So what that means is you may consciously know that the environment around you is safe, that there is no risk of harm or danger, but your limbic system may pick up on noises, sounds, or lights and decide that the environment around you is unsafe. What this then means is that you can go into fight or flight panic without having any conscious control over it. And for a lot of women that have limbic system damage, this means that they're having panic attacks in public places that they logically know aren't dangerous. The example that I personally like to give about limbic system damage is MasterChef. For those of you that followed my story, you know that I had panic attacks to watching MasterChef. Now, logically, I knew Gordon Ramsay was not going to come through my computer screen and make me cook. I also knew that I wasn't in the show. So there was no logical conscious reason for me to have panic attacks. However, they were still happening. What was actually going on for me is that my limbic system had been damaged from actually mold and early developmental trauma, and it had gone into high alert. And simply watching other people under distress had caused my limbic system to be triggered. And there I was having full-blown panic while I was watching TV. For a lot of women, when they hear this, they're able to immediately identify whether or not that's them. They'll know that their system is in high alert. They'll know that they are inappropriately responding to triggers that aren't that stressful. And yet they won't really be able to put together the pieces of why it's happening. 
And this is where the limbic system comes in. It's completely underaddressed. It hasn't really made it to the therapy world. And it's still undergoing quite a bit of research, which means you're not going to hear about it from your doctor or your therapist. And most natural health practitioners don't have it on their radar either. Now, the key thing about the limbic system is that there is actually a way to reset it. And so what I teach you in the mindset reset phase of the program, what I teach women is how to reset the gauge on the limbic system. Now, this can be extremely powerful. For me, I was skeptical. I hadn't heard of it before. I hadn't been taught it in my master's in social work. And so I actually was very skeptical at how effective it was going to be. Much to my surprise, however, practicing the limbic system exercises cut my anxiety in half in about six weeks. So if you're someone who has damage to your limbic system, this is going to be instrumental in resetting before you move forward with your journey. In this phase, it's really about getting a solid morning and evening routine in place and creating these patterns and practices so that you can pull out the tools from your toolbox in the moment that you need them. This way, there's a familiarity with the body and these tools are much more likely to actually work. The next phase that's really important in healing anxiety is looking at hidden physiological causes. And in this phase, I like to call it the gut anxiety connection. It's really important to look at a broad range of issues. The first thing we look at is the gut-brain connection and the brain-to-gut connection. So a lot of people are coming on to the fact that what we eat and what we put into our body affects our mental health. They don't actually think about the reverse. So depending on our brain health, this can also affect your gut health. And then it becomes a vicious circle. So in this phase, it becomes really important to address both. We look at diet and the foods that we're putting in our body. And then we also look at vagal nerve and we make sure that the vagal nerve is stimulated to support healthy digestion. If you are struggling with anxiety and tired of going in circles, then I have something special for you. I have created a game-changing gift for everyone that is listening. This gift is specifically designed for women who are done living with their anxiety. Whether they are tired of the intrusive thoughts, the sleepless nights, gut issues, the overwhelm, or being unable to do the things they used to love. This gift is specifically designed for women who want immediate action steps. So what I have for you is a guide. It is five surprising ways to reduce anxiety in just seven days. This guide is really great because it gives you some actionable steps. It is not telling you about your anxiety or suggesting random things that you're never going to do, but they are really actionable steps that are going to have an immediate effect on lowering your anxiety. You can find the guide at go.healingjourneyservices.com slash five ways dash one. We're also going to look at blood sugar. 
you know, I look at a lot of blood work with women and blood sugar is a relatively easy strategy to address if it's one of your root causes to anxiety. A lot of women test fine according to more conventional, traditional blood work measures. However, when we look at them from a functional medicine standpoint, we're looking for what's optimal. And when I look at women's blood work under this lens, I tend to see a lot of signs that there are blood sugar issues. And so this is where eating foods to balance blood sugar and also looking at supplementing to resensitize the cells to insulin can become very important. In this phase, we also look at foods to balance your hormones. Hormones often are a really big piece of the puzzle. When women go to the doctor, most times I hear two things. One is that the doctor run any blood work because they tell you that your hormones are fine. The second thing I see a lot of is doctors are running blood work, but they're running at any point of the cycle. And what this means is that if you have any hormones at all, they're then considered normal. This, in fact, is obviously not the case. And there are imbalances in hormones that we can look at through testing like the Dutch hormone test that's going to give us a much better picture of what's going on. And the difference between conventional medicine and functional medicine is that we can actually do something about it. With conventional medicine, the hormones have to be extremely out of balance before they're going to look at prescribing you bioidentical hormones. But when we're looking at functional medicine, it's a little bit different because we can use foods and we can also use herbs to support healthy hormone production and healthy hormone detox. And so what we do in this phase of the program is we're really looking at seed cycling and eating foods to support hormones. We're also looking at fat absorption. What a lot of women don't realize is that if you can't absorb fat, then you actually can't make healthy hormones. And so it's really important to look at healthy bile production and proper fat absorption. And especially if you've had your gallbladder removed, this part of healing is going to be really, really important. We also look at inflammatory foods that can be triggering your anxiety. And I have an entire podcast episode on the gut anxiety connection. So if you haven't yet listened to that, you want to head on over there after this. The important thing to note for the purposes of this episode is that we really want to be identifying and eliminating foods that are inflammatory from your diet for at least three weeks. So what I tend to see is a lot of women who, you know, eliminate gluten for a couple days or sugar for a couple days, but they're not really consistent with it and they're not eliminating the inflammatory foods all at once. When we look at eliminating the inflammatory foods at the same time, what it allows the body to do is calm down and reach a nice baseline. What this means is that when you go to reintroduce foods into the body, it becomes really obvious which foods are actually triggering for you. And so this way, you can be back in the driver's seat of your anxiety because you're able to learn without a shadow of a doubt 
which foods are triggering for you and which foods are not. While I can run food sensitivity testing, this is not necessarily something I promote, much to most women's surprise. The reason being is that there's a much better use for your money when it comes to testing. A lot of times food sensitivity testing doesn't always show the foods that you actually might be reacting to, and it's not necessarily a solid root cause of what's going on. For example, I did food sensitivity testing and cucumber showed up for me. This was many years ago. Now, cucumber showed up for me because I was eating copious amounts of cucumber because it was one of the foods that really wasn't super triggering for me. However, at the time of the test, I had leaky gut. So the problem was that the cucumber was getting into my bloodstream and I was eating so much of it that it was causing a reaction. If I'd followed the food sensitivity premise and cut cucumber out of my diet, I would have expected myself to heal. However, cucumber was not the reason that I had anxiety. It was also not the reason that I had leaky gut. I had to go much deeper in order to figure out why I had leaky gut and heal it. Cucumber was simply sort of a bystander that got nailed in the process. So this is why we don't want to spend your hard-earned money on something like food sensitivity testing, and instead we just want to do an elimination diet that allows you to be clear on what you can and cannot eat. If there are still issues after you've eliminated the majority of the inflammatory foods, then we know we need to do deeper testing for things like mold, histamine issues, DAO production, and infections in the gut. The next phase that we look at is calming minerals. Now, I could talk forever about calming minerals and how important they are to healing anxiety. And this is the reason that I start all of my clients here because minerals are really the spark plugs of life. And if you're depleted in your minerals, well, deeper levels of healing are never going to happen. So there's a variety of reasons why your minerals might be imbalanced. I have an entire podcast episode on copper toxicity. And so if you've been on birth control, if you have postpartum anxiety, if you have pyrrole disorder, you're definitely going to want to listen to that podcast because I go into how copper can deplete calming minerals. Chronic stress, poor gut health, malabsorption, and poor diet are some of the many reasons why I also see depleted minerals. So what we do in the Holistic Anxiety Fix is we actually look at running a hair tissue and mineral analysis to examine what's going on at a cellular level with your minerals. Now, a lot of people say to me that they have run a blood chemistry on themselves and their minerals come back normal. So why would they run this test? And that is a very great question. Blood chemistry, really the goal of blood chemistry is with the blood, the goal is to have it remain as stable as possible. So nine times out of 10, women are going to present with adequate amounts of minerals. However, this may be at the cost of deficiency at a cellular level. What the hair test is able to tell us is a three-month snapshot of what's going on at a cellular level with your minerals. So if you have symptoms of low potassium or low magnesium, 
and they're not showing up on blood chemistry, they're very likely going to show up on your hair test. Now, the interesting thing with hair test is that we're not looking at individual minerals, but we're looking for patterns. So we can see different types of patterns depending on the level of depletion. And that really dictates what minerals we're going to be recommending for women in the program to rebalance things. Unfortunately, it's not as simple as simply taking magnesium or taking potassium because minerals interact with one another. They're antagonistic to one another. And so we really need to look at a full complement of minerals in order to rebalance things. Now, what I tend to see with the women I work with once we're looking at supporting minerals is I see an overall sense of calmness. There can be increased clarity of mind. The whole body can feel like it's relaxing, deeper sleep, and more energy. And so these are some of the main outcomes of running a hair tissue mineral analysis. This is also going to tell us what kind of exposure you're getting to heavy metals in your environment. I've had some very interesting results come back. We found manganese toxicity in someone's water table. We were able to discover radon in someone else's house, all due to the results on the hair tissue mineral analysis. For some people, they are running off of well water and it becomes very apparent very quickly that they're getting exposure to heavy metals on a regular basis. And so there's really quite a bit of information that can be gleaned from running this very simple test. And not only are we getting information, but we're getting a solid plan for how to get things back on track. So this is essentially the three core areas that I like to address with the women that I'm working with as we're diving deeper into root causes of anxiety. Now, there are a few things that we also look at. We look at whether there is GABA deficiency, whether there's a deficiency in serotonin, whether there is biotoxins in the system and we need to look deeper into mold exposure or Lyme and Lyme co-infections. And then sometimes we'll look at hormones and gut infections as well, in addition to pyral disorder. This gives women the starting point that they need to really begin to address anxiety at a root cause level from a mind-body perspective. You can see that I haven't really talked about therapy here. That's because the majority of women I work with have already seen a therapist. It's also because talk therapy alone is often not enough to get to the bottom of things because there is very often a physiological component to anxiety as well. The results from this program speaks for itself. Women come into the program and they complete a standardized questionnaire known as the MAQ. Now on this questionnaire, most women are scoring moderate to severe levels of clinical anxiety. Now, obviously this is not surprising given it is an anxiety program. When women leave the program, they're leaving in the most part 
with mild to no clinical anxiety after just four months. I want to say that again because a lot of women have a lot of trouble really processing this. Women come into the program with moderate to severe anxiety and four months later, they're leaving with mild to no clinical anxiety. Why do I get such good results with the women I work with? Because I look at mind-body healing. Because I'm not ignoring the physiological root causes of anxiety. And because the women I'm working with are doing the work. They're changing their diet. They're changing their mindset. They're putting in morning and evening routines. And they're taking recommended supplements. And they're seeing a difference because of it. These results are better results than I saw when I worked as a therapist individually with clients one-on-one. It's why I don't really do that anymore. It's why I spend so much of my time educating the women around me about the importance of looking at the physiological triggers of anxiety because I've seen incredible results with the women that come into my program. Some women come into my program and anxiety is very new for them. They've only had it for a couple of months. Some women, however, come into my program and they've had it for years. One woman had anxiety for 12 years And another woman had anxiety pretty much since birth. And we were able to really uncover root causes that blew her mind and allowed her to gain re-control of her life in a way that she never had before. Why am I sharing this with you? Because I want you to have hope. Because I want you to know that healing is possible. And because I want you to have a roadmap of what successful healing can look like. Now, if you're somebody who would like to dive deeper into healing anxiety, if you're someone who doesn't want to have to Google everything I just mentioned, but appreciate the value of accountability and someone who's already done the research, if you're somebody who wants to run functional medicine testing, then I really encourage you to join my Facebook group, Healing Anxiety Holistically for Women, or email me directly at Jodi, J-O-D-I-E at Healing Journey Services, or email me directly at support at healingjourneyservices.com, and we can let you know how to get started. Otherwise, I hope that I have really expanded your mind on what healing anxiety can look like and highlighted for you areas of healing that you might not have looked into. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Holistic Anxiety Fix Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so others like you can learn how to heal naturally from anxiety. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.